and welcome to On Second Thought, the podcast that revisits films to see if they stood the test of time. My name is Cameron. I'm Ken. And I'm Andrew. And today, on this very special Christmas edition, we are reviewing Die Hard 2, Die Harder. And because it's a special Christmas episode, we decided that we're going to invite a few friends along with us. We've got two good friends. This is the first time we're recording four people. Dirk and Tristan joining us from London... I had to look it up first. <laughs> first of all, welcome to the show. It's it's good to have you guys here. Long time listeners. Yeah. First time callers. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen callers, no less. Uh, but, uh, you know, you guys used to live in Vancouver. We, in fact, Dirk, we used to live, uh, you, we used to live together. And uh, Cameron, you used to work with Dirk and we're all really good friends. Tristan is a, is a classic definition of a tag-along. <laughs> I didn't ask to be on this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- you know what it is, Ken. I think I think uh, we needed a, an interpreter to interpret uh, Dirk's international accent. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and the thing that uh, I was really worried about, because uh, Dirk, I haven't talked to Dirk or Tristan in a really long time, uh, was that I was worried that they had uh, picked up British accents because they've been there for about a year. So... You know, some people, they, come, they go on vacation for two weeks to London and they come back and they start talking like this, yeah? And <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, Dirk... Who comes back talking like that? <laughs> I did. I did, okay? That's just, you know, personal experience, okay? Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are keep, keeping it real over there in London. Accent-wise. <laughs> Do you catch yourselves uh, speaking with an affectation when you're over there? Yeah. All, all the time but because because of where we live though it, it's not like it's not traditional slang that we're going through it's it's sort of like south london based so we catch ourselves saying easy bruv more often than we hear ourselves saying like top, top of, of the morning, morning. yeah <laughs> <laughs> easy bruv that's because yeah. everybody there is trying to pick a fight with you and that's the only reason yeah. why you're saying easy it. bruv easy bruv on second uh, Andrew, I think I think we're a little bit alike in that we took notes. Did you did you take notes on this? Oh uh, yeah, I took some notes. Yeah, I <laughs> I took some notes, uh, kind of while I was half asleep, and and it's one note, and it says bare ass workout. <laughs> I don't know if that was from the movie or a previous idea, but it's there. You know, I took that note too. I don't usually take notes, but I, I put naked yoga down. Um, you have to, right? Like that is uh, that is my favorite part of the movie because that that is the introduction to the one of the key villains of the uh, in the movie. That is, uh, I don't understand how that is. Uh, you're supposed to see that and be like, oh man, I'm I'm definitely nervous about this guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> or maybe that's how that's how you want it to be. Like, oh, you know, if someone were to do that in my hotel room or in my hostel, um, <laughs> then I would definitely be scared. I've actually had a uh, odd experience, and I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I've had a I had an odd experience in a hostel as well in Portland, and uh, I got pretty wasted, and I, it was like a what an eight person room, and uh, I went to bed and passed out, and then I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a guy sitting at the edge of my bed just staring at me. <laughs> really. Yeah, this is true. And then I I freaked out, but I was terrified to the point where I just sort of just curled up into a ball, stared at him for a long time, and then went back to bed. 
Uh, <laughs> I I just didn't know what to do because I was still sort of drunk and and uh, and I didn't know and I felt like okay, well if he did try to do anything, I could just scream and or make noise and and then wake up everybody else. Uh, so I just felt like that was the best strategy. So that that's that's my I'm, hostile story. I'm a little concerned if we go any further with this story, Ken. We're going to bring up some repressed memories. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that actually reminds me of the time. Um, I was in Portland, too, and I was at a hostel. And <laughs> <laughs> I sat down at the edge of this guy's bed while he was sleeping. <laughs> Easy, bro. Easy. <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened to me at a hostel was I had my mini disc player stolen. <laughs> Which, I don't know, in, in retrospect, maybe that was the best thing that ever happened. It did you a favor. <laughs> My big shiny tunes disc, I needed that. One second thought. I, I love Die Hard 2. I think it's, it's ridiculous. I, all I remembered as a kid was when the guy got stabbed in the eye with the icicle. That's all you need. That's all, you That's need. all I need, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of all kills, I want to go around the room here this virtual room, uh, which way would you like John McClain to kill you? You know, like, they're all pretty bad. Like, they're all pretty brutal. But, yeah, let's start with Dirk. So maybe something with a bottle of champagne. Maybe, you know, when you, like, you shake it up and you pop it, that could be, like, a good kill, you know? Oh, that'd be a good kill. Yeah, we, like, yeah. If, if he pops the champagne and just, I'm out. How about you, Ken? Um, I'd like to be karate chopped by that naked yoga guy. <laughs> First caress, then chop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seduced and then destroyed. I'd uh, I definitely like to go uh, via natural causes. <laughs> in Die Hard Two, Cameron McKaig passes away in his sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Either it would have to it would have to involve Reginald Bell Johnson, and I'm I'm cheating. <laughs> I don't mean to. I don't mean to go back to this, but uh, in the first one, in the first one, there's a scene where a guy gets thrown out of a, a skyscraper to to signal Reginald Val Johnson. Bruce Willis throws a dead body out the window onto his cop car to let him know that there's something afoot. And uh, I'd love to be that guy, that dead body. <laughs> you would love to be that dead body. I can't get over that. <laughs> You so effort you so effortlessly gave yourself up to be that dead body. Just to get just to get his I'm, attention. I'm altruistic, what can I say? Okay, so uh one of the things that happens a lot in this movie that I noticed was there was a lot of code talking in this movie. Yes. Ken, I think we have the same note. Ah, there you go. See it's like the treehouse is open. The treehouse is open. When they they kill the guy and they kill the old man that uh, lives in the church, and they hijack the church and use it as a uh, home base for all terrorist activity. The first thing he does after he kills the old man is say, "The treehouse is open." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, if this is the same line, or or it, I don't want to out you. It might be a misquote, Ken. But the the full the full line is, <laughs> "Quote." This is buckwheat. The clubhouse is open. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That was exactly what it was. <laughs> this is buckwheat. No girls allowed. No girls allowed. 
do you, I don't know. Do you, do you do this on the show? This can be a new segment where you find <laughs> you find the the direct translation of the movie in other countries. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, oh, because yeah. because this there's some good ones for Die Hard. Uh, this is okay. Hungarian. The Hungarian translation for Die Hard One is "Give your life expensive." <laughs> Die Hard Two. Your life is more expensive. <laughs> and and to bring it home, Die Hard Three, the life is always expensive. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, and then this was this was the real this is the the real treat. But there's apparently a Serbian bootleg version of Die Hard Two, uh, and it's called Sell Your Skin at High Value. <laughs> what, is, what is all this with the with the worth? Why is it always about the worth know. of this? Yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask was uh, there's a scene in this where Bruce Willis goes into a, an employees only corridor. Uh, he he kind of sneaks in, and uh, that's when he discovers this plot to to blow up the the airport. And uh, have, have has anybody here? Have you ever? gone through a doorway that that you weren't supposed to and then i remember one time know. i was looking for wi-fi in tokyo uh so i went to this uh this building with a little sign that said wi-fi i think it was on like a seventh floor or something and so i started walking up these really sketchy stairs like boxes there was a person just like sitting there and uh and i kept going all the way to the top and so i got into this office it was kind of unmarked door but i was like oh this must be the one and it was a yakuza hangout all these guys with like full sleeve tattoos and surrounded with, with like oceans of manga, and uh, and I was like I, I was really uncomfortable, but like I really need to use the internet, and he's like, membership, and and I had to sign up for a membership at this Yakuza hangout. Can we talk more about this ocean of manga? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I went I went into this place, and and all the heads kind of turned around, really smoky atmosphere, and. Uh, this this guy is at a little counter and he's kind of looking at me wondering like what's my deal and uh he gave me a little menu of just it took me a while to figure it out but it was a menu of just basically naked girls uh on little kind of television screens and uh basically this place is all these little rooms and you can kind of switch on to a live sex show and then all the kind of bosses of who run the place they were all just hanging around smoking and and doing what criminals do, they read little cute comics. <laughs> uh, and that was, yeah, that was basically, and it was, but it was just, it was manga everywhere. Bookshelves of manga, uh, piles on the floor. There was one guy passed out, which was manga all over his lap. <laughs> it was basically like Scarface, but it was manga. <laughs> now, is manga the same as hentai? I think hentai is this is the sexually ex- like, it's all quite sexual. But hentai, I think, is the most sexual. <laughs> I have a okay. Okay, I, I can't wait to hear this. You have a what? <laughs> <laughs> I have an ocean. <laughs> Never mind. No, I um. When I was a kid, I had this birthday. I had like this one friend who was really into that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, friend. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you would. You wouldn't have. No, I, we would have been in, I don't know, grade seven. And I had like a birth, I had my birthday um, and he brought over this video 
and uh, it was like this hentai video, and uh, it was it was really explicit, you know. And um, if you, I don't know, I if you haven't judged, I have had a pretty kind of strict upbringing, so that kind of stuff was not really cool in my house. And uh, he brought over this video, and like I just kind of got strong armed into watching it with my friends. And uh, uh, this is like the weirdest story. Anyway, we, he put in the video and we're all sitting around watching it. And I realized what I've gotten myself into because it's like really audible, like from the outside. You And you don't realize it's a cartoon. You, it would just seem like we're all sitting around watching like pretty much a, the most explicit thing ever. Like there was like, I don't know, all kinds of like horrifying sounds coming from the room. Meanwhile, my parents are preparing my birthday cake upstairs, lighting the candles. <laughs> And they're 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 on their way downstairs with my sister <laughs> like my whole family's coming downstairs and i hear them and so i kind of like intercept i intercept them in the in the hallway and i see them with like the birthday cake and candles and like in the other room you could just hear this like 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 basically what sounds like hardcore pornography and like and then um <laughs> I just remember like begging my parents not to come into the room, and the la- the one the one thing I could come up with on the spot is I just said, "Please don't embarrass me." <laughs> <laughs> like you're embarrassing me, leave me alone. And and then my mom <laughs> was like, "Are you watching a blue movie?" <laughs> I never forget because I didn't know what a blue movie. I've never heard. I still never heard that expression since. But uh, that's how old school she is. Anyway, oh, and then I had to man. turn them around. They had to go like. Un, you know take down the candles and like do it all later anyway it was like horrifying um, and they probably still to this day think we were just all sitting around watching porn which i guess i don't know what's worse maybe that would have been better <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for listening to the show make sure to check us out on our website on secondthoughtpodcast.com or in itunes where you can write a review or rate the show and thank you to everybody who's given us reviews in the last few days it's been it's been good to see that people are listening to the show. So. We're actually getting reviews? Yeah, we're getting reviews and stars. What, and what's, uh, what did some of the reviews say? I thought this was a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when are you having Tristan on the show? Yeah. <laughs> guys, thanks for uh, being on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming. Happy holidays to you guys, man. It's yeah. uh, yeah, you good too, to hear you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> May you not drown in your tears this Christmas season. little baby Every time I go to a mall, I'm there's like a little piece of me inside that hopes there's an Arby's in the food court. And there never is, is there? There never is, no. It's Andrew and Cameron's San Juantaneo. It's like, meet me at the Arby's. When I get out of prison, meet me at the Arby's. You're like sanding a boat uh, in the parking lot of the Arby's. You drop your jacket and start walking towards them and stuff.